0: my team, it's my quarterback, and if you guys do that man, it's unfair, it's just unfair man, it's so unfair, just, just unfair, don't do that to my quarterback, welcome in guys, uh, coming at you here today with another episode of the Softline Football Guys, it is uh, Evan Newberger uh, at the helm right now. Uh, I got Robbie Larson and Adam Sidek here. And guys, we're, uh, we're talking quarterbacks. We're talking tight ends today. So that's why we got T.O. whining about the quarterback. Um, like I said, uh, we're going to jump into it here with the quarterbacks. Um, we're going to break these down in uh, two groups of five. Um, again, we're going to kind of rank these out through our consensus rankings. So without further ado, guys, let's get into it. Uh, our first group of five quarterbacks We've got leading it off. I don't think any surprise here. Patrick Mahomes. Number two is Deshaun Watson. Number three, Cam Newton. Four is Aaron Rodgers, and then fifth is Matt Ryan. So let's start it off at the top here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I'll just kick it off, guys. Uh, I had Pat Mahomes on my fantasy team all year last year. Um, just an absolute delight to watch play. Uh, guy, guy's a freak of nature. Um, He's redefining uh, what it means to play quarterback in in the modern age, in my opinion. Um, he's got an arsenal of weapons around him that that only increases ability. Um, I think this is a, a pretty clear number one. Um, that being said, I think you know the fifty touchdowns, five thousand yards. Uh, you know, I think it's fair to say that there's probably going to be some regression there. Um, That kind of season has only been had three times. Um, It's been by the likes of uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady before him. So I don't think uh, people should be counting on his production from last year. But um, I still think very strong going forward. And uh, definitely want to turn it over to you, Adam, because I see you've actually got him ranked second. That's correct. Okay. (laughs) So why do you like Deshaun Watson over Patrick Mahomes?
1: I mean, I... It's gonna sound crazy, but I think Deshaun Watson's a better football player.
0: Wow, We'll elaborate. So,
1: okay, here, here's my thing about Pat Mahomes because he he flat out dominated last year. There's no debate in that. It, I mean, going into last year's draft, people sort of forget that he, he wasn't even a top ten QB on anybody's radar. I mean, he he was fringe like top fifteen. He was he went undrafted for most most people's drafts. It's only one year sample size as good as he looked and as much as I want to say he's going to continue doing it like there's a little risk there. I mean there's one year sample size. It wasn't like he dominated completely in college. You know, he was the 10th overall pick, got drafted behind two different QBs. Um but he's number 2 for me. <laughs> so okay. uh, obviously I I definitely believe I I just I think Deshaun Watson um has better better wide receiving crew. Ah, maybe, wow, maybe, wow. Maybe, if oh. you include Travis Kelsey, no. Yeah. Okay. But uh, just strictly wide receivers, I think I think Houston's got him beat there. Okay. I'll agree with um. That. And and I don't think well, I don't think Houston's gonna score a lot of rushing touchdowns. Where I think Kansas City has a better probability of some of their touchdowns going on a run game. I don't think Lamar Miller is getting more than six. I don't think he has in the last three years. So, and I mean also Deshaun Watson coming off an ACL injury last year, a little bit more healthy, a little healthier, and uh, I think you might see him rush and maybe score
0: few rushing touchdowns uh, on the legs there. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's an electric player. Uh, Robbie, you've got Watson ranked fifth uh, in your rankings, so why don't you counter that? Why do you have him so low?
2: Well, for me, Watson, um, I'm looking at it right now, and I'd admit that I'd probably shorten him on a couple rushing touchdowns, especially... I mean their their situation, you know, Lamar Miller, very meh boring kind of guy and um I, I might have to add a little bit more. I think it's gonna bump it up. A lot of my quarterbacks I have are pretty close to each other, um, just in general. Just be I, I think this is just such a deep QB class. I am absolutely content just waiting on quarterback this year overall. Um but I mean Deshaun Watson, I he, he had a great year last year. Um, but I, I don't know. Just, he might've been better his rookie year. He, he definitely, I, I definitely believe he was better his rookie year. Um, I, I think he, he's about maybe four range for me. Okay. Um, I think, I think I, he'll end up bumping up probably one at least. I think, but.
1: I think Robbie's got a good point here. We can argue one two when it comes to qbs a lot of these guys are about in the same range and you look at every year top 10 qbs it's it's a mixed bag like you you, you get some guys ranked outside the top 15 you get some you know some stars you got guys like aaron Rodgers last year who don't finish inside the top 10 mm-hmm. it, it's sort of a, a crap shoot every year that's why i think as a group we recommend waiting as long as possible on qb and maybe doubling down with the last couple of picks and taking two guys with uh you know, good pairing. Maybe high upside, low floor. QB.
0: You guys aren't taking Baker in the first,
1: huh? uh, Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna plant the no on that one. Um,
0: well, well, right, right after uh, Matt Ryan in the first. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, I think it's interesting, guys. So, um, obviously, Deshaun Watson last year, he got off to a slow start. Um, but he was also coming back from that bad knee injury. His rookie year, uh, and I think it took a, a little bit of time to get back up to game speed for him uh, to kind of get his, for lack of a better term here, uh, get his legs underneath him again. Uh, but once he did, I mean, he started balling out again, and he was he was a force uh, at the quarterback position. Um, I I think I'm kind of with uh, the overall consensus here that he's he's the number two quarterback in the draft. Um, you know, I. I I do think uh, I kind of see him in a tier as his own. I, I definitely think he's a clear step ahead of uh, Rogers and guys like Cam Newton and Matt Ryan. Um, but, you know, he's not quite at that Mahomes level yet either. Um, but with that, going on to our next guy here. Uh, well,
2: can we, we, we kind of flash over Pat Mahomes? I just want to say a little yeah. bit about mine. I mean, his year was just so fantastic last year that when I was standing him out, I took a, good chunk off him and i even you kind of use the basis of like when he was with damian williams which he was worse than when kareem hunt was there and still even doing that and taking off a little bit assuming teams are going to game plan he's still pretty solidly at that number one spot because i i mean that system is just amazing he's got the perfect system for him um i mean there's I think there's a clear reason why he should be the net, that number one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you get a few of those uh, shovel pass touchdowns, which are essentially, like, running plays that are counting as uh, passing touchdowns. So, I mean, that boosts is total, too. I think well, he probably got, like, six or seven of those. Oh, quite a few. Year. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, sounds good. Um, next guy on our list uh, might surprise some people. We've actually got a Cam Newton, third over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um,
2: I'm actually kind of surprised we're all pretty consistent on this ranking. Of yeah.
0: I'm, uh, I'm the only guy that has Rogers ahead of cam, but I, even I have cam at four. And I think collectively the three of us are probably higher on cam Newton than a lot of people. Um, so Adam, why don't you talk to us about, uh, where you're at with cam?
1: I think we all see the upside with cam, right? I mean, we have them three, three, four, um, he's probably consensus eight I got I'd have to look that up but um, I mean for Cam it's simple like last year when he was healthy he was pretty good and he's always been a incredibly good fantasy quarterback when he's been healthy um, I think like last year is his only top their finish outside the top top six as a QB um, he gets he gets the job done running running the ball and getting those short yard uh, touchdowns and I think this year more so than Maybe any year he's ever had, he's got two viable weapons on the outside. He can sling the ball to. The the separation of both Samuel and DJ Moore create, I think is just going to – and then having Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield to throw the ball to, best receiving back in the league, I I think Cam's in for a huge year, huge year.
0: Yeah, I would would say that Cam Newton has a better supporting cast around him than Aaron Rodgers. Um, Oh, yeah. You guys think that's pretty clear? Yeah, I, I would say so. Absolutely. Okay.
2: I mean, Aaron Rodgers to me only has Devontae Adams and maybe Geronimo is going to step up and stay healthy. Maybe Aaron Jones
0: have the field solid. I mean,
1: Aaron Aaron Rodgers doesn't have like the worst supporting cast, but I, I don't think he's got a a safety valve like McCaffrey. And I I I take the two wide receivers in Carolina over the two whoever you choose in in Green Bay. Yeah. Like, either MBS or Geronimo for that second
0: one. But. Sure. Okay, um, guys, uh, I do want to point out here, Robbie. You've got Aaron Rodgers at eleven. I want to know what that's all about. Yeah, I, I mean, I was kind of surprised he was that low. He was a little lower
2: too, and then I bumped him up a little bit. But um, honestly, his, his, his he seems like he's on the decline to me. Um he he had an unbelievable amount of pass attempts last year and I don't think LaFleur is going to be um giving him that many passes again. Um and even st- still he he wasn't really that anything special last year as a quarterback. He he had an unbelievable interception ratio. What was it? Only two picks on the year? 27
1: touchdowns, mm-hmm. two picks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I mean again, we're talking about it. his weapons. They're not that great, MVS Geronimo. Do you think? I, I mean, maybe when they're all healthy, he'll be a little bit better. But
1: do you think anything last year had to do with his injury?
2: I think a lot of clearly it clearly had the, to do with his injury. Clearly,
1: yes. the decision making was there because he didn't have. He only had two picks on the entire year, which is incredible. Well, I, I wanna, think you're missing a little bit on the velocity of some of his balls. Maybe limited some of the explosive plays and and downfield touchdowns that he normally gets. That's I noticed,
0: fair, yeah, last year he definitely was more of like a check down Charlie. Um like there'd be third like plays third down and eight, third down and seven, and he was just he was dumping down to flat passes when you know he's the guy that would typically throw it in there and, and you know at least take a chance at uh trying to get the first down on yardage alone. Um
2: but exactly that. He's already injured in this preseason. And who's to say he's not gonna be trying to hobble through some new injury this whole season. I honestly I don't think this really comes up with Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, but I think he's injury prone. I think he's, I he's getting a little old, and I don't, I don't think his body could take get much anymore. Is he at this point
0: thirty five? I mean, he, 30, there's
2: definitely years. quarterbacks who are a lot older. I yeah. mean, you still got Brady walking around in his uh, wheelchair, or what? What do you call it? The the, the walker. The walker. <laughs> The Delaney walker. The Delaney
1: walker, Texas ranger.
2: We're going to get to tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, honestly, I, I don't think it's talked much, but Rodgers has been had some sort of injury each of the last, what, two, three seasons? Yeah. I, I'm i not expecting that to change. Yeah.
0: Well, I've got him at three. I still I expect a bounce back year for him. I think um, yeah, the Packers are going to be a competitive team this year, and it's going to be on his shoulders. I do think, um, you know, he's, I expect the interception numbers to go up, but I expect him to also be in, like, the mid-30s range of touchdowns this year. Uh, You know, one of the things I'll say in in regards to Aaron Rodgers is um, last year was kind of an outlier in terms of his mobility because of the injury, but I think people forget about how mobile he is and, and his ability to escape the pocket and the big plays that that opens up. And I think uh, once, you know, he's, he's back healthy, he's on his good legs again, you're going to start seeing some of those bigger plays develop as, as uh, you know, he's able to escape pass rush and, and extend plays. So, uh, yeah, I'm expecting a little bit more for him. But uh, I definitely see where you're coming from, Robbie.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the same lines as Evan. I, I think last year was an outlier due to injury, and I think that's really it. And you have sort of a point that he is a li- little injury-prone than some of the other QBs in this range. But he's still Aaron Rodgers. And I, I, I didn't see any noticeable decline in talent last year. I think it was just him not being able to drive the ball. and I, I'll have to see it another year before I start doubting that, that he's on a decline.
0: Do you know exactly um, where he finished last year in terms of quarterbacks? Because for my money, he had a terrible – I won't say terrible. He had a bad knee injury week one that he was able to play through the entire season. Neither twenty-seven touchdowns and two picks. Like, that's fair. He
2: he he ended up number like six on the season.
0: That's like so. You're talking like that's that's the floor.
2: That could be the floor.
0: I mean, yeah my
2: my eleven might well, be it's definitely low. not the low floor. <laughs> no, it's definitely Rogers not. is a Rogers a, is it's still a cheese joke. Than, uh, that's the another floor cheese right joke. Oh, come on,
1: cheese joke. <laughs> 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 the pun game over on his side is uh, <laughs> going up a level today <laughs>
0: all right uh rounding out our first tier roger here. that <laughs> <laughs> jesus stop yourselves uh we've got uh matt ryan coming in at number five guys uh let's see here robbie you've got him the highest at two i have him five right where he's ranked uh consensus adam you've got him at 11 so i want to let you two battle this out uh Adam, why don't you lead it off? Why are you down on Matt Ryan this year?
1: I, I, I don't know. I'm not really down on him, I guess. I just like some of the opportunities for the QBs in this range a little bit more. Okay. I, and I think they're going to make a, a little bit more of a concerted effort to run the ball this year, mm-hmm. where Matt Ryan was really just throwing the ball. And I think their defense can going get a little bit better. So I think there's a combination of everything that sort of brings him back to the pack. Um, and you've seen it a couple of times in Matt Ryan's career where he has gone like second, first QB overall, but then he's coming back to the norm. The majority of the other years where he's somewhere in you know sixteen to eight range. So that's sort of where
0: I have him right squarely in the middle of. Okay, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Why you got him ranked so high?
2: Well, Matt Ryan was number two last year, and he was he was uh, pretty good all year. Now he's got Dirk Cutter coming back, a guy he knows, a system he's been in. Um, and Dirk Cutter, he, he's, if he's got the offensive passing weapons, he's going to throw it. He, he's done it before with Matt Ryan when he just uses Matt Ryan, Julio, Roddy White when he was there back then. But So, I mean, honestly, I'm not really expecting that much of a decline from last year, especially since they got their first 13 games in domes. Matt Ryan loves domes. So,
1: so Robbie, I, I have a question for you here. Shoot. Speaking of domes, <laughs> uh, you've been spending a lot of time in Atlanta for work. Yo, I have, geez. and you're also having a lot of time, and you're making a lot of a lot of Atlanta takes that I, probably are a little bit it's off true. from me and Evan. Do you I, have I, an inside source down there that you're? you're oh, yeah, I've been going in the, the Mercedes
2: Benz, car- Benz uh,
1: Superdome,
0: or what? <laughs> it, what, what something.
2: I can't remember what it's called. I know it's Mercedes Benz. Arena?
0: The Nikki Benz Superdome. The Nikki Benz Superdome. That's it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I was going with it. <laughs> nope, you're, you're
2: absolutely right. I've been secretly just going down doing some scouting.
0: Well, now you got me nervous because you've been hating well, on. I don't, that well, out I don't
2: of know if T you've been. Freeman.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you're talking to the locals <laughs> down there to get a little local flavor on the team. Oh, no. The
2: locals, they, they're all about uh, Georgia, ah, they're all about
1: man. the college ball. Kirby Smart.
0: Kirby Smart, yeah. All right, um, so that's uh, that's our top five. Uh, our second group, we've got um, Baker, then Luck, then Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz at nine, and then Jared Goff at ten. So, guys, let's start at the top there with Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, this is kind of a polarizing team in general, and... Uh, Me and Adam are finding Baker kind of on the back end of our quarterbacks here. I've got him at eight. Adam's got him at nine. Robbie, you've got him at four. So uh, why don't you speak to uh, Baker Mayfield and and why you're projecting? I think I'm going to start off a
2: lot of these because I've got a lot of conflicting takes with the QBs with you guys. But Baker, once Freddie Kitchens came in, he was just rolling, and the pace that he was at was just amazing. And now he's got new weapon in Odell. He's still got Jarvis. He's got David Njoku. No more Duke Johnson, but, you know, oh, well. Nick Chubb is still going to be running the ball pretty well to open it up for them. Um, I mean, he's got an amazing ceiling this year. I think he, he could be top five quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely a possibility of him being only top 20 quarterback, too. But... He he was just looking so good last year. Um, I I do think he's a really good quarterback, and uh, he's got he's got the weapons to use.
0: Yeah, I I'd, I'd say for me, um, there's just kind of this tier of quarterbacks, and it starts with Matt Ryan, uh, includes guys like Mayfield, Luck a little bit because I'm a little worried about the injury, Wentz, and then even goes through Golf, uh, and they're all pretty similar. And for me. I expect kind of similar numbers. They're going to be bunched up. For me, like my strategy is take the last one in the group. Um, cause I think you are going to get a similar return. So, while I might have Baker ranked a little lower at eight, I think you know he'll he'll still be right around that pack.
2: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, kind of going to that point. Baker is in a group of uh, four other guys, in which they're all separated by, they're all within. One point six points of each other, so yeah. it's pretty interchangeable. Wow, the price Baker's going at right now, I don't think I'll have him on a team. Okay. I think I'm definitely going to be just waiting to grab somebody late.
0: Okay,
1: I mean, I I, I agree with you. The Baker's got top five upside, like easy, is probably some more so than some of the other guys in this group, like Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. Um, but for me, it's one of those. Yeah, we saw for six games with Freddie Kitchens or however long he was in there. I really liked him out of college. I really liked what I seen last year. I really liked what I seen in the preseason. But like, there are some quarterbacks in his range that I just like a little bit more. That have don't have as good as of a defense as him. Don't have a running back like Nick Chubb that that can run take some touchdowns. And Baker, he's good in the pocket scrambling, but I, I he's not the kind of guy that goes out and gets over like 200 yards rushing. Um, Absolutely. So that's just where I stand with Baker. Love the guy. I think I think he's great for the NFL. Um, probably not gonna be on a lot of my fantasy teams though, because he's just going too high, too much, too high. Than I, the price is astronomical for for a QB. So no. All
0: right. Has anything yep. else to so, add there? I'm with you there. Okay.
1: No. No guy I'm buying is next.
0: Okay. So uh, with that, yeah, Adam, why don't you start us off on Andrew Luck?
1: I I think this injury we're 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 here. We're here August 22nd it's uh the Thursday before the Thursday of week three preseason and Andrew Andrew Luck's not playing this week so he's pretty much going to have a consistent value from here on out in drafts I'd, I'd say take Andrew Luck at all you see him drop just take him uh it's a guy that prolific passer pocket passer you saw what he did last year really good year they added a lot more weapons on that team. I think that's a team that's getting even better on offense and I just love his draft value. People are worried he's going to be hurt. I think he's gonna be fine week one, and if he is, you're getting an absolute steal for where he's getting drafted.
0: yeah, this yeah, is the, this
1: is the guy that's finished number one overall before.
0: Right? I tend to agree with you i don't I don't think the injury is gonna be anything uh like what kept him out a couple seasons ago um and I think even if uh even if he misses a couple games, like you're going to be able to stream, like you'll be able to get through that period, and then once he does start, he's going to be locked and loaded. Um, so, yeah, i I, I don't think uh, I don't see the same level of risk as uh, I think some people are seeing with this injury. But I do want to get Robbie's take because Robbie, you've got him ranked down at 15. So um, again, this has a lot to do with just um, uh, amount of games he's going to be
2: playing because I've I've only got him set out for 14 games, which with all the a lot of these QBs kind of similar to one another, um, that dropped him down pretty far. I'm kind of, ex- I'm not taking a risk on that calf injury. I'm gonna give him a couple uh, games off, just uh, just assuming that he's not gonna play the first couple, just in case this calf thing is an actual serious thing. But on a per gate basis, I'm with you guys. I have him as my fifth QB, so I do really like him if he drops.
1: So how many games do you have him standing out
0: for?
2: I've got fourteen right now. 14.
1: I'd take the over.
2: You want to take the over? I
1: would take the over there. I think he's. I think he's gonna be fine. I think. I think of a lot of it's Jim Irsay just saying, saying stuff he has no business talking about medical records. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a phone thing. Yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know it's what the that bone. Yeah, but uh, no, I think he'll be fine. And if he is, you're getting a steal for where he's getting drafted. So I, I, I recommend drafting Andrew Luck, especially if he's there late.
0: All right guys. Uh let's move on to our next uh quarterback we've got on our list, Lamar Jackson. Um I'm actually the low man on Lamar. I've got him at 12. Uh Adam and Robbie, you've got uh, you guys have him at 7. So I think you guys kind of know where I'm at with the Ravens in general. I'm I'm kind of a hater on uh, Baltimore this year. Uh, I don't I don't think that team's going to be very competitive at all. And um I think you guys got a lot on the uh, you guys are probably projecting a lot on the rushing yards, which which definitely factor in here. But um, I think there's also something to be said about uh, a guy with that frame also being asked to run as much as he does. And I think there's significant injury concern, um, you know, just given the play style that that Baltimore asks him to do. Um, but interested to get your guys' thoughts. Well, you know, because I'm I'm clearly uh, on the outlier end of that. So I got
2: two numbers for you: 92 and 119 in the seven games
1: that uh, he started. That his average rushing yards and passing yards a game?
2: No, 92 is the, his completions. 119 is his rushing attempts. So he he's a running back at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. That's how I see him. If you stat out his um, his uh, yards, it it'll only, it would only take him 13 games to get over 1,000. He, he's, he's a running back. That's what this is. We, we were talking about this before. That team is just all built to run. And if I could have a running back at my quarterback position, that's awesome. And I think he's especially week one against Miami, who's pretty bad rushing defense last year i think he's just an awesome take
0: what about the um concept that this team might have negative game script uh being that that defense got uh, a lot worse in my opinion uh lost five starters at least if not six on the defensive side of the ball you gotta think if they're down you know those uh, those rushing attempts are going to flip flop a little bit, and he's going to be he's going to have well more passing attempts than rushing attempts.
1: Here's what I'll say: I'll, I'll address two things. You, you mentioned the injury prone nature. You know, slender build, taking a lot of hits. If you watch Lamar Jackson, I I don't know if I've ever seen a guy that avoids contact like when it comes to collisions as as well as him. Like he he'll he'll just juke out of the way and dive and avoid a big hit every single time. It's 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 unreal um so i like normally i would be concerned about that but he's just too skilled of an athlete he'll know he knows where everybody is he knows where to avoid getting that contact and he's smart when it comes to that so i i, I trust him more so than i probably would in uh, other scenarios there um and then as far as the negative game script i do agree with you here but to make another point if, if it's a guy that you you draft in games where or you play in games where you know that the game script's gonna be fine you take him out in the you know two or three games where you know they're gonna get boat raced he's still gonna be worth it mm. you know um because on the flip side of that if they're up they're gonna be running him they're gonna be running him and i think the way this offense is set up is they got guys that can stretch a field and hit home run balls and lamar jackson if he's good at anything he's throwing the ball 70 yards 60 yards just slinging it um so i I just love the upside with Lamar Jackson. This is somebody I've been rising on a ton. This is the team I've been rising on a ton. And if if preseason's anything, the Baltimore Ravens are going to have a good offense this year.
0: What round would you actually consider taking him in?
1: 7-8.
0: That
2: high? Honestly, to me, I've got him pretty similar to Trubisky and Dak. And I'm going to take whoever is last between those. I think either one of those three guys are going to be perfect late round
0: picks. I think you're getting Trubisky in most cases, Then everything I've seen has I mean, probably. Lamar Jackson going well above uh, Dak Prescott, and even Dak's going a good round or two higher than Trubisky. Trubisky's almost free. I
2: will say there, there's probably a chance that Lamar Jackson could even make it to waivers because, you know, Today, I just had the realization after I did a bunch of my statting last night um, that they played Miami week one. So I picked him up in both leagues that have already drafted already.
1: Oh, he's got a great... great. Oh, that's,
2: I just love that. Game. I'm salivating that at the thought of that. Mm-hmm. Especially if Andrew
0: Luck does miss week one, you know. I'm pretty set now. That week one game is going to be sloppy. That's going to be like... Like seventeen, sixteen, like grind fest, and like ninety-nine degree weather, one hundred percent humidity. And Lamar Jackson is gonna rush in twice. All right, you heard it here first. All right, let's get off Lamar Jackson. Um, we're looking at number nine on our list, Carson Wentz. Uh, I've got him at seven. Adam, you've got him at six. Robbie, it's sixteen. That's uh, that's that's pretty different from us. So, uh, why are you so low on Carson Wentz? Carson
2: Wentz, to me, um, I mean, a little bit plays into the injury, but let me just see where I've got him a little bit stead out here. Um, Just that I don't think he was that great. He had that amazing year where he was just unreal. Well, Was that his second season? Yeah. Where where he was just unreal um, and he was being – touted on it as like this number one guy and then he just got a slew of injuries i i mean the injury bug is there he's got a chance to be injured again that's a little risky to me mm-hmm. um but either way uh i think this is a team that does like to run a lot with all their slew of running backs they have what is it five different guys that are there they got jordan howard they're going to probably want to pound they got miles sanders they want to see what he can do i mean i will say they did adding deshaun jackson that probably bumps it up a little bit but i'm just not really seeing it that much
1: how many rushing or touchdowns did the eagles wide receivers have last year because it was not a lot and even the year before that it wasn't a lot
2: Wide receivers or
1: it, no, no, no. Rushing Rush, touchdowns, rushing Rushdowns. touchdowns for, for running backs. That's the wide receivers. <laughs> I think you said. For, uh, unless I misheard, but nah, I, I can't talk.
2: I mean, I still got Wentz over thirty touchdowns. Okay, but the way it you got him over out, thirty touchdowns, and he's yeah. right
0: that low. That's what's, again. What's I've it, what's
2: got your, a what's lot. per game? I've got a lot of QBs that I like. Um, his his per game.
1: Yeah, like ranking per game, because I know you said you, you docked him a little bit for the injury. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, his per game, I got it. it wasn't that much more. It was only fifteen. Ah, wow. Okay. Okay.
1: I mean, I, I I'm looking at it now. I think I have Carson Wentz a little too high at six. Um, but I probably wouldn't move him lower than eight. I
2: don't know. I just to me, I I think a lot of his high value right now is just hype based on that previous season he had. Uh, he was unreal, which I don't. I don't think there's a good chance of repeating.
1: I mean, couldn't you say the same thing for Patrick Mahomes?
2: I mean, you could, but that that was so good of a season that even if you take out a big percentage of it, he's still going to be okay.
1: I think people forget how good Carson Wentz was that year, though. He was he was MVP candidate that year. He was. I mean, he was pretty much going. I'd say he was heading right for the MVP until he got hurt in that Rams game. Um, but you, yeah, like you said, there is an injury risk here. Um, but yeah, I like the I like the I like the offense. I like the fact that I think Doug Peterson prefers to throw the ball in the red zone as opposed to running it. Um, I think that helps him out, and I, I just think they got a lot of options at the skill players. I was too. just
0: gonna say they have so many weapons there, and I don't think people realize how big of a deal bringing in somebody like Deshaun Jackson is. Deshaun Jackson has made uh his quarterback's better everywhere he's went. Um and I expect that to continue this year. Um I think him and uh Wentz are just going to they're going to have a great uh deep ball connection this year. Uh yeah, I, I like Deshaun Wa- uh, Deshaun ja- Jackson. As yeah, I can't talk you. Deshaun Waxon. I got Deshaun Jackson as is a wide receiver sleeper that I really like and yeah, I'm, I'm high on Wentz as well. So um, interesting nonetheless, though. All right, guys, uh, final uh, quarterback that we're going to cover here today, uh, number 10 on our list, Jared Goff. Uh, I'm the highest on him at 9. Uh, Adam, you've got him at 10. Robbie, you've got him at 14. Goff kind of had a tale of uh, two halves last year. Uh, the first half he was on fire. Um, yeah, that whole Rams offense really was. And then I think teams figured, figured him out a little bit. Uh, Matt Patricia. And the Lions, they played the Rams really close um, and, and kind of, I think, unveiled a, uh, a method of how to beat the Rams by, uh, you know, forcing a lot of pressure uh, right in the face of Goff, who isn't the most mobile quarterback. Uh, and, you know, there were a lot of teams that followed suit and had success when doing that. Teams with uh, good interior pass rush were able to really uh, uh, get, in, get in his head. I know the Eagles really made life tough on... Uh, on uh, Goff in LA when they played out there. Uh, Fletcher Cox was just destroying them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see though, guys. I definitely think uh, Goff is good for a top 10 quarterback, but um, you know, I'm interested to get your thoughts. Robbie, why don't you uh, let us know where you're at on him. For me, for Goff, it's, it's that end of the
2: last season. It's got me skeptical because teams figured out how to beat him and, I'm sure that Sean McVay is going to make some adjustments to help him out, but I don't think he's going to have quite the ceiling he did for that first half of the season when they're just in shootouts. Well, sometimes their defense held their own unless it was the Chiefs. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. And uh, that Vikings game that they played early on in the year, that was also a shootout. Mm -hmm. Um, Adam, where are you at on Goff? Um,
1: I, I sort of see golf maybe just a step below Carson once. I think you look at you know, the way the Rams have been set up for the last two years, it's been a lot of Todd Gurley in the red zone. Maybe you see a little bit more of Jared Goff making some throws in the red zone just based on them trying to limit touches for Todd Gurley. Um you know, last year, like it's been mentioned, tail two halves. Um, I tend to think that Jared Goff's more more like the first half quarterback than the quarterback that sort of struggled the last four games of the year. Um, And, you know, other than in the Super Bowl, he was pretty good in the playoffs. So I'm not too concerned with Jared Goff. Um, I I think, you know, 9-10, pretty appropriate for for that range with that prolific of an offense. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think he's a good value in drafts for sure. You can get him relatively late. You can get him around 7th or 8th round. Uh, And I think, you know, he'll have those weeks where, he puts up 25, 30 points and he can really, you know, tip you over the edge. So one 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 QB I just want to touch
1: on that I, I sort of have in my top ten that you guys don't seem to be high on is Jameis Winston. Famous. Uh I think, you know, he's worth taking a shot, you know, last couple of rounds. I with Bruce Arians, this the, you're talking about the you know, Pat Mahomes had a good year. The Tampa Bay Bucks threw for more passing yards than the Kansas City Chiefs last That's year. True. They got they got weapons on the outside, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid. I think if Jameis can put it together for a year, you've seen glimpses with him where he has excellent games, and then he'll you know he'll put up like a you know single digit performance. Uh, I think with Bruce Arians sort of commanding his team with the lack of a rushing game, like completely, uh, I think you might see Jameis lead the league in passing yards. and
2: he is on the hot seat right now. He's he's gotta win. Mm-hmm. He's gotta show that he can be this. Lead quarterback that he was drafted to be.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm just high on James, James. Yeah. I yeah. It. yeah. You know, my thing with Jameis is uh, he's. I, I expect a lot of yardage. I expect the touchdowns, but that guy has really struggled to um, limit the turnovers in his career. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even for fantasy perspective, those turnovers can really kill you. Um, and so before I can rank him that high and and bet on this uh, this notion that Bruce Arians is gonna turn him around I it's for me it's I'm not gonna draft the guy I'm, I'm gonna let him fall to uh, fall the waivers and then and see if uh, you know he can he can hold on to the ball sure but, yeah all right guys uh, we're gonna switch it over to tight ends but first we want to get to our sponsor Robbie why don't you take it away
2: now if you're having trouble sleeping at night, Or if you just want to come for your bed, look no further than Dave's Mattress Beds. South African original, Dave's Mattress Beds are firm enough to give you maximum stability, yet soft enough that they won't crush your spine. Their microfiber material is scientifically engineered to be bed bug resistant so that you won't see any ants marching at the side of your bed. It's funny the way it is the way mattress companies overcharge for a good night's sleep. With Dave's Mattress Beds, you pay for what you get, and it won't be too much with the two-step state payment of $41 each. Check out their warehouse on 34 Gray Street and crash into sleep on Dave's Mattress Beds today
0: yeah i mean um they've got a ton of stores all along uh watchtower avenue uh in the northern suburbs <laughs> suburbs so uh. you,
2: you know there's there's <laughs> no
0: monkeying around here there's some of the proudest people in the business <laughs> all right well thank you dave's mattress beds uh all right guys yeah, uh with that damn shame
1: i was i was <laughs> going along wacker and i seen one of dave's mattresses is tossed on out to the river on the side. <laughs> like, I don't know who would toss away something that nice. But. That's
0: right. That's right. Why would they pollute the uh, the river like that? Especially yeah. with such a
1: nice mattress. Yeah.
0: You know. Oh gosh. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's shift gears here, guys. Let's go over to tight ends. Um, so similarly, here we want to give you um, these in tiers of five. Our first five is uh, Travis Kelsey coming at the top spot with George Kittle, then Zach Ertz followed by O.J. Howard and then Hunter Henry. So, guys, to kick it off at the top, um, we've all got Travis Kelsey ranked as our consensus number one. Um, I don't think uh, that's differing from too many uh, expert opinions out there. Um, just uh, just an all-around star. Um, you know, the involvement that he has in the passing game is, is second to none. Um, he's... He's really uh, the 1A one, one uh, to Tyreek Hill's 1B, or you could flip that around, but they're both you know primary options in that offense. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't expect uh, much of a drop-off for Travis Kelsey here. I still expect uh, the Chiefs to go out and put up a ton of points and for Kelsey to be at the helm for uh, a good portion of those. But, guys, anything to add? Well, with the Tyreek suspension not happening, he instantly
2: became surefire number one for me especially when uh, Hunt went out, Damian Williams came in. They leaned on Kelsey even a little more than they already were in that high-powered offense, so I think he's locked and loaded at number one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the better question is, since I think we can all agree he's number one
0: tight end, where would you guys feel comfortable taking him? Um, You know, I don't like taking the tight end in the first round, but um, – you know, once you kind of get past those, that group of uh, high-end wide receivers in the second round, like your Odell's, uh, that's when I, I start to look for Travis Kelsey before you get to, like, that Marlon Mack, uh, Damian Williams-type range at the running back position.
2: That's about the same for me. It's yeah. somewhere in that middle second round. I mean, th- there was a, there's always been hype to get that number one tight end ever since Gronk, um, but yeah, I, I don't like using a first-rounder on a tight end when you could get so many better guys. Give me give me Kelsey in the middle of the second.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I
0: agree. I think middle of the
1: second's right where right, right he belongs.
0: Yep, okay. Uh, so number two on our list, guys, it's George Kittle. Um, Adam and I have him at two each, and Robbie's got him at four. Um, George Kittle's a guy that I expect um, to just, you know, out of sheer volume uh, – be uh just a primary option for the Niners this year. Uh guy did a ton of damage for that team last year with a backup quarterback the entire year. Uh not that Jimmy G has shown us anything uh to say that he's more than a replacement level quarterback except for uh you know his paycheck. But um yeah, I I definitely think uh Kittle will have a, a another solid season here, uh continue to be the primary option in that offense and uh, you know, I think he's somebody that you can you can take in the uh early to mid third round and feel comfortable about it. Uh, but uh Robbie, I know you're a little lower on him. Why don't you uh why don't you give us your thoughts?
2: Yeah, my concern is well his the volume I do not believe that it's gonna be quite the same as last year. They lost a lot of guys during the season but I mean, then again, the 49ers, they, they love their injury-prone players, so uh, maybe he will be the only target down the stretch. But but, anyways, when he was playing with Jimmy G, he wasn't as good. I mean, that, that's not to say that Kittle didn't break out second half that he very well could have, but maybe Jimmy G doesn't like the, tar- the tight end target as much as, say, C.J. Beathard did. Uh, I'm not... I'm not really banking on it. That's why he's kind of down at 4 to me, but he's still going to be a good tight end you could rely on.
1: Yeah, I mean sort of in between you guys. I, I definitely I definitely I have him ranked 2. I, I think his volume is as much as anybody, like even Kelsey. Um I don't believe in a lot of the pass catchers in in San Francisco. I think they're going to have negative gain script. Um I think they're going to be need to throw the ball. Um they're going to be down late in games and you know, that's where sort of he made his living last year was some of those games where they were down, second half, so you'd get, you know, a seam open, open up in the middle, and he's unbelievable after the catch with the ball in his hands. Um, so fast, probably the fastest tight end in the league. Um, his yards after the catch were, I think, tops of all receivers, including wide receivers. It, he, had, he had an unreal year. Um, but having said that, I think some of that's sort of bound for some negative regression. Um I don't, yeah, I don't see him having the type of yards per catch that he put up last year. Um, but I, I definitely think the volume is going to be there, and I, I like him. He's he's a very safe option.
2: I mean, they they won four games last year. The Niners. I don't see him. I mean, you talk about negative. Uh, I don't see them doing wor- much worse than four and twelve. I mean, I don't see him doing much better either. So I mean, I would probably say uh, that is a good point you got about the volume but then again they for me they've just got so many more weapons they got Dante Pettis healthy they added they added two guys in the draft which I'm not really banking on making an impact at this point but I just see he he can't really go up from last year
0: all right guys um let's uh move on to our next uh tight end here Zach Ertz um this is kind of, I think, where that clear uh, tier ends for me at least uh, with those top three. But, um, you know, I, I consider Zach Ertz to still be just um, probably the favorite uh, passing target of Carson Wentz. Uh, it, that has been the case the last you know, couple seasons, and I expect that to continue. Um, you know, Guy is an absolute monster in the red zone as well as uh, between the 20s. He's used all over the field. Um, Doug Peterson is constantly drawing up plays for him. Uh, you know, just a guy I think you can, you know, count on week week to week. I know a lot of people are high on Dallas Goddard this year. Um, you know, the Eagles are a team that have run a lot of two tight end sets, so I don't think uh that's gonna be cutting into Zach Ertz's time <coughs> excuse me. Zach Ertz's time on the field too much. You guys gotta remember too that uh, a couple of years ago, um the Eagles were running Trey Burton out a lot and um, kind of a similar role to what Dallas Goddard has now and uh, Zach Ertz was still I believe he was the number one tight end that year if uh, if he wasn't he was number two so um, yeah I'm not too concerned about him but I want to get uh, your guys thoughts too so Adam why don't you lead us off here I think actually the
1: reason why I have Kittle over Ertz and I think they're very similar type of skill set and you know if I think in a similar situation similar targets they have similar results but uh, is actually the argument you made against uh, Kittle. I think when you look at the Eagles, they did add a lot of options, um, just in volume. Maybe it might not be high-end options, but when you add Deshaun Jackson, uh, you bring in Miles Sanders, you bring in Jordan Howard, um, you, you got another year of Dallas Goddard under there. Um, and they didn't really lose anybody. They still have the same receivers they had last year. Uh, I I just think you might see a little bit of volume get lost in the shuffle there for or Zach Ertz.
2: Yeah, there's definitely no denying that. Um, bringing Deshaun Jackson in, that's that's going to hurt it. But to me, Wentz loves throwing it to Zach Ertz. And I think that's going to be key for him. Um, I mean, I even just... I took I basically used the stats of him with Wentz, took a little bit off just for the Deshaun Jackson factor, and he still ended up as my number two. I I think he's going to be... I think a lot of people are just seeing all these mouths to feed at Philadelphia and kind of scared, but I don't think people should be scared to draft Ertz. Julie Ertz.
1: Where, where are you taking him? Zach or Julie? I mean, you, you get them both at the same pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Too well then ahead. the 101.
2: <laughs> Give me <laughs> the 101. Um, I take Zach Ertz. I take him early third round. Okay. So probably somewhere around the. 303,
0: 304. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, guys, our next uh, tight end on the list here, OJ Howard. Um, I think this is somebody that we're all pretty collectively high on, but, um, you know, he's he's definitely been a riser in terms of ADP over the last couple of months. People really like uh, this Tampa Bay offense to break out and for OJ Howard to be one of the uh, primary beneficiaries of that. So, um, yeah, I, I know uh, I've got him ranked at four. Adam, you do as well. Robbie, you're the highest on him at three, so why don't you uh, break down O.J. Howard for us? Oh, course.
2: I do love O.J. Howard this year. When he when he played with Cam last year, he was awesome. He's he's the type of receiver that uh, Jameis wants. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I've heard a lot of hype about Chris Godwin, but I don't think he's the physical type to bully out a defender to try to get the ball. And that's what Jameis needs to, you know, receiver. He needs somebody who's going to take his air and throws and make something of it. And O.J. Howard can absolutely do it. He's, he's a, a good physical specialist. There's a, no pulp on that O.J. Nope, <laughs> nope, no pulp on that O.J. You, you got the raw, <laughs> the raw O.J. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm very excited for him this year. Obviously, you know, he's got to stay healthy, but... I, that's um that's also a concern for tight ends in general. It's it's a position where you get beat up because you're just out chipping guys on blocks and whatnot. It's it's a physical position. Yep.
1: So I'm so gonna go on a little tangent here. Uh, for for tight ends, one of the things I really look for, I mean, as we mentioned already, it's a volatile position. I mean, other than the top like three or four guys, you. You know, five through five through ten every year is just a crapshoot. Who's going to get you yeah. that touchdown yeah, yeah, that yeah. week? It, it's and then last year, I think, it was the worst year of all time for tight ends. Uh, so, one of the things I really like looking at is upside um, because you know, you want a guy that has the ability to finish, you know, above average at his position for the year. And I think with OJ Howard, you know, he might he's might not, I mean. We have them ranked collectively four. I, I think that's probably higher than most people, and I think the reason why is the upside. I mean, you might not have seen it yet. It takes a little bit of time for tight ends to sort of get acclimated, but I think with some of the some of the shorter option routes, like Adam Humphreys, those are gone. Uh, I think I think O.J. Howard might take some of those, and I, I think he could be in for a big year.
2: This is going to be his third. third season? Okay, that's what third. I thought. And that's typically
0: the year tight ends break
2: out.
1: Mm-hmm i think i think it's very visible the talent there too i i think he's a safe bet to sort of break out this year, yeah
0: yeah i you know there's a lot of options uh for james to go to, but i definitely think um i don't expect goblin to be uh extremely effective in the red zone and um you know i i think for the most part that um you know. It's going to be Mike Evans and O.J. Howard in the red zone. Like Those are going to be the primary targets. And, um, yeah, I, I think those two can win most 50-50 balls. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm expecting both those guys to have a pretty solid season. But um, anything else to add there, guys? No? No. All right. Uh, rounding out our top five, then uh, we've got Hunter Henry at five. Uh, Adam, you're the highest on him at five overall. Uh, so why don't you uh, talk him up for us? I think a lot of what I said about O.G. Howard applies to
1: Hunter Henry um, with the sort of caveat that, I mean, he's really injury-prone. Um, but, I mean, I was watching some of the highlights from the preseason game. He looks every bit the player he was before. I don't think any of his injuries are, you know, significant enough where it's going to impact his talent. And um, I, mean, I, I, I believe in Hunter Henry, and I think, you know, this this is going to be his first year without, antonio gates in the helm he's really never been the number one option and even at the number two option he was very successful so i think you could be in a big year hunter henry could be in for a big year especially if melvin gordon sits out um that's just more priority to his targets and um more red zone looks
0: yeah yeah i agree with you um you know at this point it's not looking like melvin gordon's gonna be a go week one and uh really for the foreseeable future and uh, hunter henry if that's the case um you know, I expect overall the passing volume to, to just jump up and uh, Hunter Henry to be a, a big beneficiary of that. But, Robbie, you've got uh, Hunter Henry ranked pretty low at 11, so what are your concerns there?
2: For me, um, I will be bumping him up him up a little bit, assuming that Melvin Gordon is out. Uh, I definitely did these tight ends rankings a little long a while oh. back and having gone back to them to tweak a couple um like this one well actually this is probably the only one i haven't really gone back to tweak but you guys made good point he's going to be going up a little bit in my rankings but i mean for for me the upside is just i I don't know if i see it quite the same as you guys Uh, he had he definitely had flash games um when he was healthy but there was also times where he just wasn't involved at all and i know you you like mike williams I like BM, the BMW too. Beep, beep. Yep. And there's going to be touchdowns to share between the two of them. It's going to be, it's going to limit both their upsides. I I still like Mike Williams taking a lot of the the red
1: zones looks. I hey, mean, but if you look at it, the last year they had Tyrell Williams. I think he caught six touchdowns. Melvin Gordon had a ton of touchdowns.
0: Who's, who's scoring for that yeah, team? I, Melvin Gordon's not there. I mean, you still
1: got Justin
2: Jackson and Austin Eckler. Yeah, but they, There's going to be a couple of touchdowns. They both t- got, got their touchdowns, touchdowns last year as well. Yeah. I mean, I. I'm, how I'm, many I'm, did
1: Antonio I'm, Gates get, though? I mean, I, not that much last year, but oh. yeah, I, I'm I, I, comfortable with the amount of touchdowns that I have sort of penciled in from Mike Williams and, and Hunter Henry. I don't think either or are exclusive to each other. I think they can both have yeah. double-digit touchdowns this year.
0: Like for like, me, I think uh, the guy that isn't getting uh, more touchdowns is you know the number one there. Um, you Keenan. know, yeah, Keenan. Uh, yeah, like he's never really been a, uh, a red zone target. Um, you know, it's been kind of one of the areas. Uh, he's kind of more of a between the twenties guy. So when you talk about who's scoring there, for me, you know, I do expect uh, the rushing touchdowns to decrease. Um, you know, I don't expect that number to stay static if Melvin Gordon's not there. Uh, so that means, you know, I still expect that team to score a good amount of points. Uh, you know, they've got a good enough O line and and good enough options, uh, to throw to. So, uh, I would definitely say that, you know, you gotta, you gotta bump up the touchdown numbers for, uh, Mike Williams and, uh, Hunter Henry. So. Even so for me,
2: I'm not really seeing a whole lot of yardage coming out of Hunter Henry where it differs for those top tier guys that, You'd be putting him at, I'm only seeing maybe somewhere around 600 yards. And then, depending on your roll of the dice of how many touchdowns he actually gets, which makes him in the category of he's the one in the tier of tight ends where you gamble on what when he gets a touchdown,
1: really. I, I think people forget how good he, who he is. You know, he, he did not get a lot of targets, you know, two years ago when he was healthy. And even before and then, that with Antonio Gates, uh, you might see. I don't. I, I. This is somebody I can easily see next year come draft time. He's top four tight ends getting drafted. It's not out of the
2: possibility. Yep. I'm not gonna project
1: that though. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, guys. Um, let's get into our next group of five here. Um, so number six consensus for us, we've got Evan Ingram. Number seven, Jared Cook. Eight, Eric Ebron. Nine, Vance McDonald. And, uh, 10 is Mark Andrews. So, uh, guys, let's start off with Evan Ingram. Uh, a lot of people like Evan Ingram to, uh, be the primary target for the Giants this year in their passing game. Um, you know, for me, I think there's, this is a guy that's been hurt in the past. Uh, he's battled a lot of soft tissue injuries. Um, I, you know, a lot of people are really high on him. I think there's, you know, a good amount of risk here. Um, He's also been somebody, you know, beginning of last year he, he struggled a lot. He, I know he came on strong at the end of the year, but um, you know, he, he can disappear at times. I I'm not as high on uh Evan Ingram and in, especially at the draft capital. I mean, this is a guy that's going in like the fifth round. I'm not I'm not spending that draft capital here, but you know, um, I definitely seem to be on the low end there. So, Robbie, you've got him ranked sixth. Um, what are your thoughts?
2: To be honest, I thought I was pretty low on him at six, because all this talk is how Evan Ingram, he's got a special role to be played in the Giants' offense and how he's going to – there's a secret way they're going to use him this year and without Odell he's going to break out, which I do think he's going to have a pretty good year. But I, I – don't think it'd be anything special.
1: I mean, like I'm hearing reports out of camp that OJ Howard's looking really good, but I mean, how easy, I mean, how, how, yeah, how is easy is it to look speak. good? How easy is it to look good when you're going like guys around you are Cody Lattimore and Benny Fowler? I mean, I don't, I, if this offense, I got my concerns on this offense in general. Um, I think there's a little bit more risk than people like to think associated with Evan Ingram. Um, I, I think this is uh the hope I don't I don't see big upside either. The hope I mean. would
2: be that with Odell Beckham out of the way, that he's gonna be that field structure type of guy. But when Odell was out, he wasn't he was worse. Odell added a dimension in the game which kept kept drives alive and kept this team rolling and gave Evan Ingram a little bit more chances. I personally I think six is pretty fair.
0: Um, guys, let's, uh, let's get into our, uh, next tight end here. Uh, Jared Cook. Um, I'm the high guy on Jared Cook. I've got him actually as tight end number five. Um, a lot of my, uh, hype for Jared Cook is based on, um, what I think his role is to be played in that offense. So we've talked about in the past with the saints that it's, Michael Thomas and it's Alvin Kamara and there's not much else there. Um you know with as much as that team will throw the ball, uh there are targets to go around and for me like it's it's not going to I don't think it's going to trade Smith. I think if there's a guy to really benefit from uh available target share here, I think it's um Jared Cook. I think he's going to be um, a viable option in the red zone for them. And I'm expecting uh, him to be on the field a good amount for the Saints. And, and I still expect this team to put up a good amount of points on a weekly basis. Um, but, but yeah, interested to get your guys' thoughts here because I'm, I'm definitely on the high end. I mean,
1: my fear with Jared Cook is, I mean, we haven't seen a tight end really be fantasy productive in, in New Orleans since Jimmy Graham. And that's that's a long time ago, and I think he was more of a special talent than somebody they they designed the offense around. Um, I mean, you saw him light up wide out uh, consistently back in the day, and I don't, I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't think Jared Cook's the type to do that. Um, I do like his touchdown upside in the red zone. Um, I know he had a lot of large yards last year, but that's sort of where I don't see him duplicating it. Um, I, he was the num- he's going from being the number one to clear three or below. Um, I. Yeah, I think he's relatively safe, but I, I I wouldn't trust him to sort of duplicate the year. And what is he? 30 years old? It's hard to expect a tight end 30 years old to have like a breakout performance. So that's sort of where I'm at with him.
2: Robbie, I'm I'm kind of in a similar boat right here. I just see him as about a 600 650 yard receiving kind of guy with the gamble for the amount of touchdowns he's going to get in. I think he's at about that tier. So mid, so your later tight end one. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how it plays out, but, um, you know, at least for me, I think there's gotta be a third option on that team that, uh, you know, is, is a threat in the passing game. And I, and I think they're looking for Jared cook to be that. Um, but, uh, guys, let's get to our next tight end here. Eric Ebron, uh, I'm, uh, I'm really bringing uh, the ranking down here. You uh, you two, uh, Robbie, you've got Ebron ranked at five. Adam, you've got him at six. I've got him at 18. Uh, so I, I got some there. <laughs> um, what up with that? <laughs> you know, for me, I just worry about um, the overall target share on that offense. You know, when you talk about the guys that they've added, uh, Paris Campbell... T. Y. Hilton is still going to get a lot of looks. Uh, you know, is is Jer or is Eric Ebron even the number one on the depth chart? Yes,
1: he's in. Regardless of snaps played, I, I'm, th- I'm tired of fantasy people making this argument. Regardless of snaps played, that man is the number one receiving target at tight end for the Colts. Like Jack Doyle, you can have him on the field 90 80, percent. 80, he's he's not as good as a receiving catcher. It's not as good as a tight end as is Eric Ebron, Flynn.
2: They were designing plays last year for him. Yeah. How many rushing TDs did he have? Two. I yeah, no, I think it, it, it was multiple. Yeah. I'm pretty sure about that. They were designing plays around him. I don't see him shying away from trying to use him in the red zone. I know his hands are somewhat similar to Stone, but <laughs> they still throw it at him.
1: What? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was an Eric Ebron owner last year, and you know, I was as happy as anybody that he broke out. And it was interesting to see because I'd watched some games and you know he'd he'd have a 15 yard cross over the middle and just drop it drop it. but then you know luck will throw it into triple coverage in the back of the end zone and Eric, Eric would come down with this ball and you' I, I mean I still think the upside's there for a huge year, especially touchdowns. he's not going to get 14 again, but I mean have, he did get 14. People forget that okay, that's possible because it already happened. you know his upsides very very high.
2: I don't see eight touchdowns out of the realm of possibility.
1: I mean, people have acted like this hasn't happened before. Colby Fleener and, uh, was it Dwayne Allen? Yep. They combined for 16. Yeah. That's, I mean, those guys added up are probably the same players. Andrew Eric Luck Ebron. does love Loves tight ends. Loves his tight ends, always. Yeah, always. I, he's a safe bet for me. He's one of the safer tight ends, and you will not hear that from
0: anybody else. What about uh, my guy Moelle Cox? I mean
2: he
1: could be these the Dwayne big fast Allen. tall guys. <laughs> I, I don't know. He, you know, let me he, let me see it first. And, and and he'll he'll get some touchdowns too. People are acting like, you know, Jack Doyle needs to, you know, get injured or Mo Alley Cox needs to be not on the field for Eric Ebron to be good. He wasn't last year. There, I mean, Eric Ebron put up his stats last year on the field for 50 or less percentage. That should be a positive for him going into this year. If he gets an increase in those. Don't
0: you think that like lends his last year performance to so be more of an outlier? Rather than the trend that you can rely on? I think
1: I think I, I view this from a NFL standpoint that he was a game changer for the Colts. You know? Regardless of what the fantasy stats say, that guy was one of the most important players on that team. He was an all pro. Um he was voted on the top one hundred by his peers pretty high. Um I think the fantasy community has a hate for Eric Ebron. I don't understand why. I think they, yeah, they got burned from the Lions, and you never see Matt Stafford throw to a tight end. Um,
2: and now you're on a team with Andrew Luck, who loves throwing the tight ends, and now people are starting
1: to question it. Yeah, let me put it this it, way: it,
2: it seems kind of hypocritical. Oh, to absolutely,
1: me. absolutely. Let me put it this way: Eric Ebron, first round talent. He's on a team, great offense, with a great quarterback that loves to throw the ball most in the red zone to his tight ends. Give me a better situation than that. He was that good last year dropping a bunch of balls and not being on the field that much. All right. I I
0: like your (laughs) run. Robbie, anything else to add? Nothing more to add to that. Okay. Uh, Moving on, um, our uh, next guy on the list, we've got at number nine, um, Vance McDonald uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Guys, I'm the highest on him. This is uh, my pick to be... um, the guy that's going to receive probably the largest bump, uh, from the departure of Antonio Brown. I expect, um, uh, just a good amount of target share to go to Vance McDonald. Um, just because I, I don't really believe in the weapons on the outside, outside of Juju Smith Schuster. I'm, I'm not a fan of, uh, James Washington and, uh, you know, Moncrief, you know, has shown that he's, he's got some talent, but he's never really, he hasn't put it all together yet. Um, so I, I kind of see the second option in this offense and the passing game to be Vance McDonald and in Pittsburgh, a team that will throw the ball a ton to begin with. Um, I, I think there's a very safe floor here and, um, yeah, this is a guy that you can get, you know, at a relatively good value in drafts. Um, you know, I just think he's, he's a pretty safe option considering, uh, the price you're going to pay for him. But, um, Robbie, you've got him at fourteen. Adam, you've got him at eleven. Uh I definitely want to get your guys' takes on um, you know, at least your perspective here. You start off, Robbie. You're at fourteen Yeah, I have
2: even given him a pretty good bump from last year and it's Big Ben, I I don't he doesn't really love throwing the tight ends as much. Uh, it it just does not it seems like it, it. It looks like a pretty picture to me. I. I, I don't know. It just. It looks seems so good too good to be true. To, to be good. Exactly. Whatever you said. <laughs> it's too good to be true. <laughs> but yeah, I. I don't see him really having much more than maybe. Uh, seven hundred yards tops. He just. I know people are seeing the upside, but I. I. I don't know if I could explain it really well, but. The whole offense, I know they're pass heavy. I I could see them maybe reverting to the run a little bit more, too. But,
1: I mean, to quote our friend from earlier, uh, T.O., if it looks like a rat, smells like a rat, by golly, it must be a rat. I, if Vance McDonald's, you know, this far in his career, he's what, seven year, eight year veteran, and he's never been a fantasy option before, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be on the side that's skeptical, you know. And there have been tight ends to break out later in their career. Like Vance McDonald has been a top
0: ten fantasy tight end before.
2: Then again, it's not really that hard to be a top ten fantasy tight end because. But here we are talking about top ten fantasy tight ends. We are, which is exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah. And Vance is kind of lower in that top ten for us. Yeah. Where at this point, it's just a bunch of and like I, scrap.
1: Yeah, I have him at eleven right. because I agree with a lot of your your um your points there, but mm-hmm. I. I just lean on the skept- skeptical side, just because I haven't seen it before. Sure, sure.
2: I'm not really seeing him as a big touchdown guy either. I- I'd see that going more to either punching it in with Connor, or maybe throwing it over Jalen Samuels or Juju on the outside. Maybe get a little Moncrief action, but I don't. I personally do not see Vance doing many touchdown
0: dances. I mean, you know. Big Ben is going to throw th- for 30 touchdowns this year. It's just going to happen. you got to think Juju Juju has a great season. He has 14. you still got 16-plus touchdowns to hand out there. If if you give Vance six of those, he's going to be top 10. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine. I
1: mean, that's a fair number. Yeah. I mean, I have him 11. Yeah, I'd...
0: I don't know. You know this this whole range of tight ends. It just gets it gets bunched up here. It it, it 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 kind of turns into a lot of garbage. Um, But I do think, in terms of when you're out there and you're trying to find values, uh, Vance McDonald is is somebody that I think should be pretty safe on a week to week basis. But um, you know, we differ there, and and that's that's all right. Um, I think at this range too.
1: You take guys you really feel good about yeah, because it's yeah. a crapshoot, and mean,
0: and if it doesn't work out, yeah. you can pivot really yeah. easily and you can stream. So. <laughs> yep.
1: So you yeah, this is the kind of area where it's definitely
0: good to be good to have some hot takes. You do you, fan. Um All right, to round out our uh, tight end list here, uh, number ten, Mark Andrews. Uh, I've got him at ten on the dot. Adam, you've got him at seven. Robbie, you got him at sixteen so uh adam why don't you start off here uh why are you so high on mark andrews
1: uh the talent i think he's he's got the talent of being a top three tight end in this league um he's incredibly fast um incredibly agile you know he looks so smooth out there at the tight end position um i remember when he was when i was looking at him in college like looking on the scouting side the knock on him was okay well you know baker let you know threw it on a plate to him you know a lot of his success in college he had a lot of success in college was due to baker mayfield and i i think that was sort of a wrong narrative that he's he's an incredible player um you know reports from camp or he, he's looking like the best option on that offense and you know with his skill set i think it matches ideally with the play action you know heavy run scheme that they're gonna ravens are gonna run um you, i i could see him having a couple of
0: touchdowns of over 40 yards this year Okay. Robbie, you uh, have him at 16. You're the low man on Mark Andrews. What are your concerns?
2: I will admit that I probably might need to get him a couple more touchdowns with all the hype building up around camp. But at the same time, they've got so many Nick Boyles ahead of him on the depth chart. you got Hayden Hurst who's still going to be there. They've, I mean, they've got a bunch of weapons that uh, Lamar Jackson – I was about to say Miller, but I restrained myself. That he can throw two. But the thing is, Lamar Jackson doesn't really throw that many touchdowns. He's not gonna throw up many. He's gonna he's he runs a lot in himself. Mm-hmm. And that's just feels a little risky to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, for my money, I I do think Mark Andrews will wind up a top ten, but we did just talk about how this, this whole area gets a little bit muddy. And um, you know, one thing I'm thinking here is that uh, you know, these targets in Baltimore, they have to go somewhere. Um, you know, your options on the outside, you're talking uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, you're talking um, Willie Sneed, Miles Boykin. Miles Boykin. I mean, these are these are guys that, you know, have been, you know, you've got a couple rookies that are unproven. Typically, it takes a little while for rookies to make an impact on an NFL roster. And then you've got Willie Sneed, who is, you know, never really shown that he could be a number one, um, the year everybody thought he'd be a number one. He got a DUI before week one, uh, and, and then like a suspension. So, um, I don't know why I was vindictive there. It's like he was on my team or something. <laughs> um, but, nope. um, yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews, I, I just think, you know, the volume here, it, it's gotta go somewhere. And, um, you know, I see him to be the primary beneficiary of any, pa- uh, passing volume in, in that offense. Uh, anything else to add there, guys? Uh, I think we actually just got
1: some breaking news uh, about Jordan Reed being on tight ends. This is sort of relevant. Uh, oh, wow. Out with a concussion. And I know for him, he's had a history of oh, concussions. No. So, um, yeah, that might not be your standard, you know, one to two week concussion injury. That This no. could this is something they, you need to be concerned wow.
2: about. Wow. They could... Be very yeah, I mean, devastating. I mean, you for could him. be talking
1: maybe
0: ending of career because yeah. that, that guy's it, already had like eight of them. Yeah, that that's not good. Yeah, um, Yikes. Yeah, that's that's really that's you yeah, know that's at the that's, point that's where his career it's scary. Out. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's scary. It's sad news. But yeah, you worry about long term well being at this point when you've gone through this uh, you know season after season. So uh, obviously we we hope he plays because I think that's somebody if he can get on the field has has a good amount of upside, but. You know, injuries have always just been his demise. So um, hopefully you can get out there, though. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for our tight end portion here. Uh, before we head out, we do want to hit you up with the on-the-clock segment. So today, guys, um, I'm asking you uh, Windows or Mac products. So we're talking cell phones. We're talking PCs. We're talking tab Tops, uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever you guys want to get into. Is it pick one or the other? Yes. You can break it down.
1: I'm going Windows just because I have not wanted to ever use a Mac.
0: But what about your iPhone?
1: Oh, okay, so we're going overall. Okay. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's tough for me. I mean, I I do like the iPhone. I cannot handle a Mac. It just seems so limited. Mm Mm-hmm. So I I'd go with Windows just so I could have the full functionality that I would want in a Windows PC compared to Mac. You
1: know, if we're including the iPhones, I'm throwing in the Xbox, so I'm going
0: Microsoft. Oh okay, yeah, that's, Whoa, Oh, the sneaky! Point. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think uh, I'm gonna be a company man here. Um, Apple recently uh, just uh, approved our podcast, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. You know, okay. push oh, the what? apple side here. How uh, about we
2: speak about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, what was that email you got?
0: Uh, we got some, uh, some, some French approval email uh, from Apple. I don't know why they sent it to us in French, but uh, yeah, we uh, we finally got the approval to get these podcasts on. So, um, you know, they're they're getting up here at a steady pace. I think we've got uh, seven uh, episodes up there right now, and um, this is, I think, going to be our twelfth. So um you know we'll we'll be up to speed here i imagine uh you know probably before the end of the weekend uh we, we might even be current so uh but yeah i'm gonna, i'm going to push the apple products i'm a big apple iphone guy uh you know everything you know the music uh music's big for me so you know what they, they did
2: help me learn a little bit of french trying to read that email
0: yeah they did they did so uh yeah you know company man guys you know they help us out i'm gonna scratch their back so yeah all right um but that's gonna be it for today's episode guys uh hope you enjoyed it um we'll be uh, back at you next week here but until then uh, good luck with your drafts and uh you know we'll talk soon